Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is located in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement, blessing, and an inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us, or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. Exodus chapter 3 verse 6, the word of God says, Then he said, this is God speaking, Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now, verse 9, and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Verse 12, and God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Amen, amen. Tell your neighbor, this is the title of the message, tell your neighbor, grow your faith. Dígale su vecino, crece tu fe. Ese es el título de nuestro mensaje en esta tarde. Crece tu fe, grow your faith. Let's pray. Father, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you've been so good. We thank you, God, because of your power and your presence in this place. And today, Lord, we ask you that you would speak into our lives, that you would never leave us, that you would always walk right by us, right next to us. Speak into our lives, speak into our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. Come on, give your neighbor a big high five. Tell him, grow your faith. Tell him again, grow your faith. Have a seat. You can have a seat. So I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I really like YouTube, okay? Because um, you can find a video for just about everything that you need. Yo no sé usted, pero a mí me gusta mucho el, el, el YouTube porque puedes encontrar un video para lo que tú necesites. Uh, a, a few months ago, maybe in early February or in March, one of the headlights in my, one of my, in my SUV had, had gone out. And I didn't want to go take it somewhere. I mean, it's just a headlight. I, I've changed the headlights on my, in my car. But I couldn't figure out how to get to the headlight. 
It was different. I never changed that one. I couldn't figure it out. Tenía que cambiar la luz a uno de mis carros y por alguna razón yo lo he cambiado en otros carros y en este carro no encontraba cómo llegar a la luz. I couldn't find how to get to it. So I pull out my phone. I run a search. How to change a headlight on a Chevy 2010 Equinox. And sure enough, the video pops up. I watched the video, I say, oh, that's how you do it. I was able to go, I found where you remove the compartment and you change the, the headlight and after the lady on the video showed me how to do it, I felt like a man, okay. I felt good about myself. Después eh, busqué en YouTube y encontré el video que necesitaba y, 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 y encontré cómo hacer el cambio de la luz uh, para, el, para el troca que tenía. But do you know, even though YouTube is very useful in many, many things, aunque el YouTube es muy, es muy, nos da mucho uso, tiene buena utilidad para nosotros, saben que en YouTube no puede encontrar todos los videos que necesita. There are just some YouTube videos that are not available to us because there are things in our lives that happen that you won't find a YouTube video for. Praise the Lord, somebody. I didn't expect for my marriage to turn out this way. Let me go find it on YouTube. There's not a YouTube video for marriage. I, I didn't expect to deal with children that are not wanting to have anything with God. Let me find a YouTube. There are just some things that you are not going to find a video on YouTube for. Yo no me esperaba encontrarme en una depresión y déjame ir a YouTube a ver si encuentro. Hay algunos videos que no vas a encontrar la ayuda que necesitas in YouTube. Inseguridad, insecurities, uh, guilt, la culpabilidad. You just, there is, there is something uh, that you won't be able to find there because there are things in our lives that happen that no YouTube video is going to help with, that no talk with somebody else is probably going to help with. There is just some things in our lives that what we need for us to be able to overcome is simply to have Jesus on our side. Hay cosas en nuestras vidas que van a pasar que no hay ningún libro que nos pueda ayudar. No hay ningún video que nos va a animar. No hay nadie. Lo único que va a poder ayudar esa situación es si tenemos Cristo a nuestro lado. And usually when, when we go through some of these difficult things, we, we have one of three responses. Some of us uh, respond in different ways to different situations, but usually it's going to be one of these three. Muchas veces enfrentamos diferentes cosas en nuestras vidas y vamos a responder de una de tres maneras. The first one is, I'll fix it myself. We, we lone ranger it. I, I, I can do this. I don't need anybody's help. I, I got this, I got this down. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's difficult. I don't need to ask for any help. En veces la respuesta que tenemos a una dificultad en que no encontramos soluciones, yo lo voy a hacer solo. Yo no necesito la ayuda de nadie más. Y nos llenamos de ese orgullo. We, we get filled with that pride within us to not ask for help. Or another way that we approach this is that we go to everyone and their grandma. 
And we ask, hey, this is happening. Can you help me? Hey, this is going on. We go to social media and we post all of our business on social media expecting to get the encouragement and expecting to get the counsel that we need. Porque algunos respondemos tal vez no de esa manera de que lo vamos a hacer nosotros solos. Algunos respondemos que vamos a ir con todos y sus abuelitas y vamos a pedir ayuda. Y vamos a los medios sociales, ponemos nuestro negocio ahí que nadie más debe de saber. Pero lo ponemos ahí buscando la ayuda. We put it there, we want help. And the third response we may get at times, or we may have, is that we simply settle for the way things are. Have you ever said this? It is. It is what it is. That's how my mama's mama mama was. That's how my mama's mama was. That's how my mama was. That's how I am. It just is what it is. Nothing's ever going to change. I'm stuck in this cycle that my parents experienced and now I'm experienced because my grandparents got divorced, my parents got divorced, and now I'm getting divorced. Algunos de nosotros respondemos de una manera que no, no, no nos conformamos por la manera que son las cosas. Es que así es como es. Mis abuelitos fueron así, mis padres son así, y ahora yo soy así. Nada va a cambiar porque soy en un ciclo que no termina. Because I'm in a cycle that, doesn't, that does not end and that never changes. And we get into this thinking that, yeah, maybe, just maybe things are the way they are and they're not going to change. But sometimes we even go to the degree of thinking, maybe that's what I deserve. Llegamos a un punto en nuestro pensar que tal vez esto es lo que me merezco. Porque no he vivido la vida como la debo de vivir. Because I haven't lived life the way I should live it. Because I haven't, I haven't served God the way I need to serve him. And although there are consequences to our actions and to our sin, we have to remember that we serve a God that when we become his and he becomes ours, we are adopted into the family of God. And every promise found in the book of God, in the word of God, every promise now belongs to you and now belongs to me. Tenemos que recordar que aunque si hay consecuencias para nosotros, nuestro pecado y, y para nuestras acciones servimos a un Dios que al momento que Él se torna en nuestro Dios las promesas que encontramos en su palabra son nuestras promesas también. There are promises as well. God does not want you to live below the level of who you are. Dios no quiere que tú vivas bajo el nivel de quien realmente eres tú. But there are things we need to leave behind us. Pero si sí hay cosas que tenemos que dejar atrás. There are times that we expect God to 100% bless us when we're only given partial obedience to him. Hay veces que queremos que Dios nos bendiga. 
y, 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 y nomás le estamos dando a él una obediencia parcial. There are times we expect for God to 100% heal our bodies when we're sick, but we never get on our knees and pray. There are times that we expect God to pull us out of the problems that we're experiencing here. We're experiencing at the moment, but we don't give him our devotion. Y pensamos que las cosas nunca van a cambiar. And we think that things are never going to change. This is not, church, listen, this is not how God operates. The Bible says that all of God's promises are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. La palabra de Dios dice que todas las promesas de Dios son sí y amén en Cristo Jesús. La promesa de que tú eres más que vencedor es tuya. La promesa de que no hay nada que nos separará del amor de Cristo es tuya. The promise that you are more than a conqueror it's yours. The promise that I I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. It's yours. There is nothing that can separate me from the love of Jesus. That is a promise that belongs to you. But if they are going to be effective in our lives, we need to live our lives to the level that God is calling us to live. Pero si van a ser efectivos esas promesas en nuestras vidas, tenemos que vivir al nivel que Dios nos pide que vivamos. Elevate, listen, listen church, elevate your relationship with Jesus and he will elevate your life. Eleva tu relación con Cristo y él va a elevar tu vida. See, God has created you. God has formed you. And he's taken everything in your life, your friendships, your relationships, your, 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 your good times and your bad times and your, your, your struggles and your successes. And he takes all of that and he uses all of that to work through you and to do great things through you. He takes the storms of our lives, the trials, the pain and the suffering. And he, the Bible says that he works it all together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purposes. Dios usa todo lo que sucede en tu vida. Lo bueno y lo malo. Tus amistades, tus relaciones, tu dolor, tu sufrimiento. Lo usa todo y dice la palabra de Dios que todas las cosas ayudan para bien. Para los que aman a Cristo y son llamados conforme a su propósito. Can somebody give God a big hand praise today? See what the, what the enemy meant for evil. God intended it for good. Devil, you have no place. Although you intended it to destroy me, God has used it to lift me up. Even though you intended it to kill me, God has given me a new life. There is nothing that can form, be formed against me that's going to prosper. Nada. Dios no gasta nada en tu vida. God doesn't waste anything in your life. There is purpose. That's what we've been speaking on the past few weeks. We've been talking about being crushed in the pain and the suffering that we experience. God uses everything in your life for his purpose and for your good. Dios usa toda cosa en tu vida, el dolor, el sufrimiento, para su propósito y para tu bien. No tienes que vivir donde estás. No tienes que estar estancado. 
You don't have to live where you are. And you don't have to live stuck in your life. But so often we feel stuck. Pero muchas veces nos sentimos estancados. And there's no how-to videos to watch. There are no direct step-by-step instructions that we can follow. Nos sentimos estancados, pero no hay algún video que podamos mirar que nos ayuda. No hay nada que nos da dirección por dirección por dirección. Paso uno, paso dos, paso tres en cómo vivir un matrimonio saludable. No hay paso uno, paso dos, paso tres en cómo uh, 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 crear hijos que aman al Señor y que son líderes. There are no instruction manuals. And in those moments when we're going through difficult times in our lives, when we're going through pain, when we're going through suffering, in those moments, something needs to respond. And what needs to respond in our lives is faith. Everyone say faith. Hay momentos en donde el dolor y el sufrimiento viene en nuestra vida y algo tiene que responder a ese momento y lo que tiene que responder es nuestra fe. We all have faith in something. Praise the Lord, church. We all have faith in something. All of us came into this place. We didn't even think twice about sitting on the chair that we're sitting. We simply had faith that even though I'm a little overweight, this chair is going to hold me. I put my faith in that chair to hold me up. Man, we didn't come in thinking, hey, you know, if, if the chair can hold me today, we're going to have a good Sunday. No, we don't even think because why? We have our faith that we have good chairs in this place and praise God that God has blessed us. Amen. We all put our faith in something. Todos ponemos nuestra fe en algo. Algunos ponen su fe en los éxitos de la vida. En el dinero. En las relaciones. Some of us, that some people put their faith in their successes, in their money, in their relationships. But what I, what I would tell you about that is that you, if you continue to put your faith in such things, you will continue to be let down and disappointed in life because those things can never sustain you. Porque si ponemos nuestra fe en, la, en los éxitos del dinero, en las, en las relaciones, quiero decirle en esta tarde que vamos a vivir una vida que siempre vamos a vivir decepcionados porque esas cosas no nos pueden sostener. How many know that success can be taken away from you? How many know that money can be taken away? How many know that relationships can be broken? Porque la verdad de la vida es que el éxito se va. El dinero va y viene. Las relaciones muchas veces no continúan y son quebrados. But I'm here to tell you that there is a solid foundation upon which we can build our faith. Quiero decirle en esta tarde que sí hay una fundación sólida por la cual usted y yo podemos edificar nuestra fe. I grew up in a church where we used to sing this song. Es Cristo la roca, el ancla de mi fe. Los males, lamentos y ayes de temor terminarán por siempre con mi supremo rey. 
Jesucristo es mi refugio. Christ is the rock. He is the anchor of my faith. There is no bad time in my life. There is no fear. There is no suffering that will ever separate me from him because he is my refuge. Your success, your money, your relationships, those are all faulty anchors. Tu dinero, tu éxito, tus relaciones son anclas inseguras. The only anchor that will hold you is Jesus. El único ancla que vas a encontrar que te va a sostener se llama Jesucristo. El objeto de nuestra fe tiene grande importancia. The object of my faith has great importance because the only one worthy of my faith, his name is Jesus. And this matters. Church, this matters because when I'm going through a storm, when I'm going through a difficulty, when I feel like I'm not enough, when I feel like I'm not worthy to be in this place, what needs to respond is my faith. And if what faith is what needs to respond, then I need to grow my faith. Porque vienen esos momentos difíciles, inseguros, y nuestra fe tiene que responder. Y si la fe es lo que tiene que responder a estos momentos, entonces tenemos que aprender cómo crecer nuestra fe. And I, I want to talk on that for just a moment. And I want to give you three things that I hope help you. Quiero darle tres cosas que espero que le, que le ayude en cómo crecer nuestra fe. Y, y vamos a usar la historia de Moisés. We're going to use the story of Moses here on this occasion. But I, I want to go back just really quick. And I just want to encourage you today. It says in verse 6, if we can find it. It was the first, the first scripture there. Then, there it is. Then he said, I am the God of the father of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God next one. Listen, scripture. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying. I just want to let you know that every prayer, every tear that you've cried, every prayer that you prayed, God has heard that prayer. God has heard your prayer. God has heard your cry. When he visto la aflicción de mi pueblo que está en Egipto, he oído su clamor. Cada oración, cada lágrima que ha sido derramada, quiero animarle en esta tarde. Dios te escucha. No te des por vencido. Don't give up. Keep seeking God. Keep praying. God hears your cry. God sees your tears. But not only does he see them, and not only does he hear them, he says, I'll be, and he says, and I am concerned about their suffering. He's concerned for you. Tell your neighbor he's concerned. Pues he conocido 
sus angustias. En inglés dice, estoy, me importan sus angustias, me importa, estoy, estoy preocupado por su sufrimiento. And God gives this beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, vision to Moses. Dios le da una hermosa visión a, a Moisés que he escuchado, voy a venir, voy a sacar, a liberar a mi gente y los voy a llevar a una tierra que fluye leche y miel, una tierra grande y espaciosa. I'm going to take them to a land that's filled with, that flows milk and honey and that's big and spacious for my people. And then we get to verse 11. Después llegamos al verso 11. And it says, but Moses said to God, who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Verse 12. And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. I, I would tell you that the first thing that you and I need to do, to do to be able to grow our faith, le diría que la primer cosa que usted y yo tenemos que hacer para poder crecer nuestra fe es necesitamos confiar en la palabra de Dios. We need to trust the word of God. If we're going to grow our faith, si vamos a crecer en nuestra fe, Tenemos que confiar en la palabra de Dios. The, the word of God says that the word of the Lord endures forever. That the grass withers and the flowers, they fall. But the word of God endures forever. Séquese la hierba, marchícete la flor. Mas la palabra de Dios permanecerá para siempre. Tenemos que confiar en su palabra. Dios le dijo a Moisés, I will be with you. God told Moses, I will be with you. Now there are two types of words. There is the word of God, the scriptures that we know. This is the word of God. This is what we consider God's letter to us. This is what we consider God's word to us that that helps us and that helps us live the life that God wants us to live, that reveals his purpose for us. But there's another type of word when God speaks directly to you. Hay dos tipos de palabra. Hay la palabra de Dios, las escrituras. Lo que leemos aquí en la iglesia, lo que leemos... Cuando estamos teniendo nuestros tiempos devocionales y déjeme decirle que si el único tiempo que usted lee la Biblia es el domingo a la una de la tarde, usted está flaqueando en su espíritu. Let me tell you that if the only time that you read God's word is on Sundays at one o'clock, you're being malnutritioned in your spirit. But there's a second type of word, and that is the word that God speaks directly to you. I know this has happened to some of you. Have you ever come to church, a setting like this, and the pastor speaks, speaks a message, and as he's speaking, you're thinking, wow, was the pastor following me all week? How did he know that I needed to hear that? How did he know that that's what I'm going through? 
El segundo, el segundo tipo de palabra es que cuando Dios nos habla directamente nosotros Podemos estar en este lugar y está la predicación y nos estamos preguntando Pues cómo es que el pastor sabe por lo que estoy viviendo Y está hablando directamente al problema que estoy teniendo Déjeme decirle eso no es el pastor hablándole Ese es Dios hablándole a usted Let me tell you that's not the pastor speaking to you That is God directly speaking into your life and into the situation That you're living through. I'm not following you. No los estoy siguiendo. See, uh, what makes the difference though is what do you do with that word when you receive it. Pero lo que causa la diferencia en su vida es qué es lo que hace usted con esa palabra cuando usted lo recibe. Moses is being challenged to believe that God is asking him to do something great, that God will be with him every step of the way, but he, and that he will ultimately see a sign when the promise is come, comes to fruition. Many of us here, listen church, we come here Sunday after Sunday, we receive a word from God, we are challenged by God because that is what the word of God does. But if we're going to grow in our faith, not only must we be challenged, we must trust the word of God. That what he's asking us to do, what he's asking us to change, what he's asking us to give, will ultimately come to fruition in a promise that he's given us. Pero lo que pasa es que muchas veces venimos de domingo en domingo y somos retados por la palabra de Dios. Y, y el Señor nos, nos reta a que cambiemos ciertas cosas en nuestras vidas. Pero no tomamos ese paso para cambiar. But we, we were challenged and we, 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 we have a difficult time in trusting the word of God. And listen, this is, this is one of the reasons I think we have a hard time. We have a hard time trusting God because we want God to work on our timetable. Una de las razones por la cual tenemos un tiempo un poco dificultoso para, para, para confiar en la palabra de Dios es porque queremos que Dios trabaje a nuestro tiempo. But if we can learn to trust His word, His word will change us. Pero si pudiéramos aprender a confiar en su palabra, su palabra nos cambiaría. Si pudiéramos confiar, si el Señor nos está pidiendo que seamos fieles a su servicio, que seamos fieles en ayudar a otros, que seamos fieles en mirar en los intereses de los demás y no nomás el de nosotros. If God is asking us to be faithful in, his, in our devotion to Him, we come every Sunday and we give to Him and we serve one another and we're interested not just in our own interest but in the interest of one another. Can we learn to trust that God's word says that we are more than a conqueror, that there is no weapon formed against me that shall prosper. There is nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ. Given, I've already been given everything I need for life and for godliness. He will never leave me nor forsake me. 
This is not positive thinking, church. This is the word of God. There are moments when you need to stand in front of the mirror and you need to preach to yourself. I am more than what the world tells me. I am God's child. Hay momentos que tenemos que confiar en la palabra de Dios. Cuando el Señor nos pide que dejamos algo o que demos algo, creer lo que la palabra dice que somos más que vencedores, que todo lo puedo en Cristo, que me fortalece, que tenemos que entender que hay momentos que usted y yo tenemos que predicarnos a nosotros mismos. David was going through a rough patch in his life. His son was trying to kill him. Now, if you think you've had it rough, you haven't had that happen to you. David estaba pasando por el rey. David estaba pasando por algo difícil en su vida. Su propio hijo lo buscaba para matarlo. Todos pensamos que lo tenemos difícil, pero nunca hemos experimentado eso. And I, 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 there are moments when you read the Psalms and you see when David is going through these things, it's almost like he's standing in front of the mirror and he's saying, bless the Lord all my soul and all that is within me. Bless the Lord. Como que hay veces que David está enfrente de un espejo y dice, bendice alma mía a Jehová y todo lo que está dentro de mí bendiga su santo nombre. There are moments that we need to encourage, but the reason we can't encourage ourselves is because we don't trust the word of God. If we can learn to trust the word of God, if we can learn to trust him. Verse 13, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Next one. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Verse 15. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. The second thing I will tell you that if we're going to grow in our faith is that we got to trust in his name. La segunda cosa que le dijera a usted en esta tarde es que si vamos a crecer en nuestra fe, también tenemos que confiar en su nombre vivimos en un tiempo en donde no ponemos mucho mucho pensamiento en que vamos a nombrar a nuestros hijos nomás nos preocupamos si se oye bien o si nos gusta a nosotros y, 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 y tal vez si va bien con el apellido si, si sale bien de la boca verdad we live in a time where we don't worry too much about what we name our children as long as it sounds cute And it goes well with the last name, and it goes well with the middle name, and it rolls off the tongue great, then, yeah, that's what we're going to name our children. But see, back in biblical times, there was a great importance put on the name that a child was given. Because the name oftentimes, listen, church, the name oftentimes 
directly described the child and directly prophesied over the child. Porque el nombre en esos tiempos bíblicos sí tenían mucha importancia en qué nombre se les daba. Porque en estos tiempos el nombre directamente describía al muchacho o la muchacha o profetizaba sobre el muchacho o la muchacha. The name described the person. And when it comes to God, you have to, you have to understand that when Moses asked him, who should I say sent me, God could have started going through a whole list of names because, again, names were descriptive in nature back then. El momento que, 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 que Moisés le pregunta a Dios, ¿Quién diré que me está enviando? Dios pudiera comenzado a darle una lista sin número de nombres porque los nombres en esos tiempos describían a la persona. But God simply said, I am who I am. Pero Dios simplemente le dijo a Moisés, yo soy el que soy. When we read through the word of God, we see God's name in many different forms. And I don't know the situation that you're going through, but you and I, we have to trust in the name of God because there is a name of God for your situation. I don't know, maybe there's a lot of chaos in your life. Genesis chapter 1, 1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the heavens and the earth was without form and was void. Let me tell you, if your life is without form, there is a name of God for your life. His name is Elohim, the God that creates. He can create something out of nothing. He can create order where there's chaos. There is a name of God for every situation in your life. Adonai, he is the God that rules. Jehovah Nisi, he is the Lord, my banner. Jehovah Rapha, he is the Lord, my healer. Hay un nombre para toda situación por la cual estás pasando. Tenemos que confiar en el nombre de Dios. Jesús, el Dios que salva, Emmanuel, Dios con nosotros. Jesus, he is the name that saves. For there is no other name given unto men under heaven by which man can be saved but the name of Jesus Christ. No hay otro nombre bajo los cielos dado al hombre por la cual podemos sal ser salvos. Su nombre es Jesús. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Al nombre de Jesús, toda rodilla tendrá que doblarse. Tenemos que confiar en su nombre. La autoridad que nos da su nombre. The authority that is given to us by his name. You don't confront situations by yourself. You confront situations in the name of Jesus. Tú no confrontas, tú no enfrentas situaciones tú solo. Tú enfrentas a este mundo, a la situación, a la crisis en el nombre de Cristo. Dele gloria al Señor, dele gloria al Señor. Give God some praise.
I know my time is up, but we're doing, we're doing great. It's only, it's only 2.30, okay? Verse, chapter 4, verse 1. They go back and forth and Moses is still not convinced. And once again, Moses asks the question. Moses or answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Just like all of us would run, right? I run from snakes. Verse 4. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out, took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. Verse 5. This, said the Lord. Is so that you may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. The third thing I will tell you. La tercera cosa que le diría. We have to trust in his power if we're going to grow in faith. Tenemos que confiar en su poder si vamos a crecer en nuestra fe. Now this is a very interesting part of the story. Very, very interesting. I don't have a staff. Well, let's pretend this is a staff. Dice que tenía un, ¿cómo dice en español? Una vara. Una vara. Tenía una vara. ¿Qué tienes en tu mano? Una vara. What do you have in your hands? A staff. It seems to me that God is always asking us, what do you have? Me parece a mí que Dios siempre nos está preguntando, ¿qué es lo que tienes? Because we're really quick to make the excuse, I don't have this, I don't have that. But what if they don't believe me, God? Porque somos rápidos para, para apuntar a lo que no tenemos. And God finally just asked the question, well, what do you have? What's that in your hand? ¿Qué es lo que tú tienes? Dios les pregunta, pues ya me dices todo lo que no tienes. ¿Por qué no puedes? ¿Por qué no, no va a trabajar? ¿Por qué no funciona? ¿Por qué tú no me dices qué es lo que tienes? Y pues Moisés muy rápido, pues I don't have it. It's just a staff. No tengo nada, solamente tengo una vara. Y muchas veces, many times, just as we saw last week, the little thing that we do have, God asks us to release it. Y la razón que Dios siempre nos pregunta qué es lo que tiene es porque siempre nos pide lo que tú tienes, déjalo ir. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. El Dios, Dios dijo, échalo a la tierra. Half of the miracle was on the fact that Moses actually threw it on the ground. La mitad del milagro dependía 
en que Moisés lo echara a la tierra y muchas veces viene el Señor a nuestras vidas, vidas y dice hey mijo dos horas es lo que te pido los domingos déjalo ir déjalo ir many times God comes into our life God, son Daughter, I'm only asking you for two hours in your life. Can you trust me to let go of those two hours and that you can come on Sundays and just worship me and receive what I have to tell you? Can you trust in my power that I can do more in those two hours than what you can do in whatever else you think you need to do? What do you have in your hands? ¿Qué tienes en tus manos? Half the miracle is just showing up. La mitad del milagro es llegar. La palabra dice que lo echó a la tierra y que se convirtió en un serpiente. Una culebra, dice. The Bible tells us that when he threw it on the ground, the staff transformed into a snake. And Moses ran from the snake se convirtió en una culebra y Moisés huyó de la culebra como la mayoría de nosotros hubiéramos hecho and here's the thing many times listen church please listen young people listen many times what God asks us to do looks very scary Daniel, I want you to plant a church in Frisco. I want you to leave your home on an acre and a half that you've already given 10 years and you've already done and you're only maybe 15 years away from paying off. I want you to leave all that and I want you to believe in the calling that I put in your life and go open up a church in Frisco. And, you, and by the way, it's only going to be you and your family. No one else is coming along for the ride. No one else is going to help you. No one else, but I will be with you. But Lord, this is my staff. I can't, I can't let go of it. And then... We let go of it, and it turns into something scary. I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I didn't know, God, that when you called me, that things were not going to be easy. No, son, but I am with you the whole way. And now, and here's the thing. Now I want you to pick it up. By the tail. Now, if you've ever handled snakes, when you approach a snake, and when you're gonna maybe pick up a snake, do you pick it up by the tail or you pick it up by the head? And if you're gonna smash it, you're gonna smash it where? In the head. Dice, échalo a la tierra, se convierte en una culebra, pero ahora te digo que lo levantes por la cola. Y si usted sabe algo de, de, de las víboras, serpientes, uno los agarra de, de la cabeza. No, no de la cola, porque si lo levanta la cola, that thing will whip around y te, te muerde. And God says, no, 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 pick it up by its tail. I know it looks scary, but I'm with you. Yo, yo, yo sé que se mira un poco peligroso, pero yo estoy contigo. 
And some of us don't take a hold of what God wants to give us because we think we cannot handle it. If you, listen, if you could handle it, you wouldn't need God to be on your side. This is where our faith comes in. God can do what he says he can do. The Bible says that he, he picked it up by its tail. Then immediately it turned right back into a staff. Lo levantó por la cola. Inmediatamente se convirtió en una vara otra vez. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that what God is asking you to release, although it may look scary once you release it, even though it may be uncertain of how things are going to work, God will return to you not only what you release, but the Bible says that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what you can ask and what you can imagine. And let me tell you, you serve a God of abundance. You serve a God that's exceeding in what he does. But are you willing to pick it up? Can you trust his word? Can you trust his name? Can you trust his power? Can you grow your faith today? Dice la palabra de Dios que él puede hacer mucho más de lo que podamos pedir o imaginar y no dejamos ir de lo que tenemos porque pensamos que nunca lo vamos a recobrar. Pero déjeme decirle que cuando Dios te pide algo, él no, él no paga con nada, él lo devuelve y aún más que lo que tú dices. Pero se toma que tengamos fe. But it takes for there to be a people that is filled with faith in their hearts, in their spirits, in their minds, in their thinking, in their perspective, in their mindset. Church, is there a church that is present that can say, I am filled with faith. I will grow in faith. Habrá una iglesia en este lugar que pueda decir, yo voy a crecer en mi fe, yo voy a confiar en su palabra yo voy a confiar en su nombre, yo voy a confiar en su poder, le voy a invitar póngase de pie, let's worship God, let's grow in our faith, let's trust what he has to say for you and for me, if you want to grow in your faith, si quieres crecer en tu fe, ven a este altar el Señor te espera el Señor está aquí, quiere llenarte con su poder